This is the way. This is the way. Hello there. So say we all. May the force be with you. You're a wizard, Harry. I am Iron Man. What about second breakfast? I said more. You're here because you know something. Whoa, this is heavy. I volunteer in tribute. I'm Batman. You have chosen wisely. The North remembers. Go infinity and beyond. The force will be with you. Welcome to the Nerdverse, nerds! Today, this corner of the Nerdverse is for all you Star Wars nerds out there. I'm Joanna Degferic Krupnik. And I'm Brian Don't Work for Skugholes Plofsky. And now that you're unwilling to make protection payments to more than one party, we could not be happier that you rode your very, very slow Bantha to be here today. No, protect the Bantha! Today in the Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian, we'll be trying to learn what's really going on in this murky fen and discussing Chapter 3 of the Book of Boba Fett, The Streets of Mos Espa. But first, as we start every episode, this is your spoiler alert alert. I repeat, this is your spoiler alert alert. We will be spoiling quite a few things. For instance... This episode of the Book of Boba Fett, we might talk Rebels, we might talk Clone Wars, we might talk Bad Bed Bitch. How do you do it? You're much better at it than I am. Bed Bed Bitch. Yeah, so we're going to do a lot of things uh, and spoil quite a few things, so uh, just uh, keep your spoiler hat on. Yeah. Okay. What an ep. Brian, how do you want to start this thing? Yeah, um, I, I, I really, really liked uh, what we, what we've been doing and just like going through. But first, I, I want to, I want to hear what you thought about the episode. Um, I'm liking them more and more. I mean, I'm, I'm actually loving them. I, from a, like, if I'm standing as my sister, I'm sure they're very boring. But for a Star Wars fan, I love them. I sure. have no, I am. I'm enjoying them immensely. Um, there's a, there's a, <laughs> there's probably going to be more than one Luca reference in this pod because I just watched Luca um, on Disney plus, but there's some moments where I'm like, silencio Bruno, because I'm, I'm thinking, you know, this is not an issue that, that you need to care about. Like enjoy the show, enjoy what it is. It's so much mm-hmm. fun for you. But there are parts where I'm like, man, this must be boring. Or these Easter eggs, while I don't think they affect the viewing for those who don't know what they are. Sure. I think they, it, it, it gives more depth though. It's not, I mean, I don't catch all the Easter eggs first time through. So I think it's not like it, it makes it a poor viewing experience, but it does beg the question, how much, you know, do you need to watch of the, I don't know how how much to see that you can enjoy this stuff, Mm -hmm. but I love this episode. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I I like this episode. It's uh, I'm a little torn because I love 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 being in this world. I love it. I I love all of the Easter eggs. I love being on Tatooine. I love Mos Espa and Mos Eisley. I love I love everything. I love being able to connect it to back to connect it back to the things that I love. But also yeah. like this show is a slow burn. Because at least Mandalorian, you had an episode structure. It worked like a video game where, like, you would get a mission yeah. and you would have to do the mission. And, like, but this one, it feels like a, a, an elongated story. 
And yeah. we're just getting like piece by piece. And the like the 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 you know the the creative in me, the whatever is thinking like, do they even have enough story for this? Yeah. But the other part Same. of me is like, I don't really care. I'm having a good time. This is what nostalgia does to you. So I think there's right. like I think there's there's pros and cons to it. But do I wake up every Wednesday morning excited to jump back into a galaxy far, far away? 100% absolutely. Yeah. I think that there's there's always a small hope that the next episode will have something that you just didn't expect. Do so, you mean a new hope? Right. You wake up with a new hope. Wait. Just hoping <laughs> upon hope. I read I read a tweet. I wish I had it on me. I don't have it on me, so I'm sorry. I'll, I'll oh. try and find it so I can I can um make sure that uh that person gets credit. But I saw Bibliography it. Brian not coming through for us. Today. I know, bibliography Brian. Get your failure. bibliography together. Uh it was a tweet about like, so we all agree or something like that that Boba Fett's real name is Robert Fettuccini. <laughs> Wait, why? Uh, you know, Boba Fett, Robert Fettuccini. Oh, got it. And now okay, whenever right, I talk about Boba Fett with Jamie, we're like, do you want to watch uh, the Robert Fettuccini episode today? And it's That's so terrible. So I think from now on I'll be referring to Boba Fett as Robert Fettuccini. Oh, God. Okay, Robert Fettuccini. Or Mistress Fennec, which also sounds very odd. <laughs> Mistress well, and Master Fett. That's weird. So or before, Fett. That's all weird. Yeah, before we get – actually, that's uh, – before we get into the episode itself, like in going like beat by beat and talking through it, I have a question for you. Hmm. In these episodes, to be totally honest, Fennec – has been presented as more of a badass than Boba Fett. And I feel like Boba Fett's like playing the more like, you know. He's like dad. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like he's try. he's, yeah. I, I don't hate it because it's nice to just get more depth to his character. But I got to tell you, it's just not, and I, I think it's a, on purpose because Fennec is certainly commenting on it constantly. She's like, you have to answer with something stern here. You have to make a move. And he's like, I really should make a move. Yeah. But I don't know that that's his game, which is so against what we thought about him being such a, you know, I mean, he's still a badass, but yeah, like, not totally. in that way. And boy, can he take a punch and we'll talk about that. Um, yeah. But I think that like, yeah, I, I was just curious. Yeah, or a spine breaking. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Um, but yeah, I totally agree with you in that like she's – and they commented – the reason I brought it up is because they commented on it in this episode where when she threatens the major domo when they're trying to get into the mayor's office. Yes. Um, she says something to the effect of like, you know, do you want to – I'll kill you if you don't let us in. And then um, and then he is like, well, really direct, weren't you? I don't know. It just feels like he's so much more diplomatic in this and I know he's trying to be a crime lord. And I think this just comes back to the point where I don't know why he's doing this. Yeah. But this episode maybe led us in the direction of why he's I think doing we this. finally know. The minute well and well we can get into it now, but like there I think we are now we've hit a precipice where I think it's whether or not we thought this was what it was, I personally did uh, as to uh, as of last episode. I think I think we now see motivation and we see like the end game ish. Yeah. Well, well we're here. we're on our way there. Um so this episode was 38 minutes or much less than that because of – I'm glad that. you looked because I forgot. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you. 
so much happens in this episode. Like this episode feels like five episodes with like the di- so many set pieces and action scenes and stuff like that. And we'll get into all those. Um, and I'm I'm just super happy that we spent more time in Mos Espa. Um, yeah. That, rather than the flashbacks and Mos Eisley and stuff like that, which I liked yeah. this week. Um yes. Because it, I felt like it related and it gave a little bit more depth to what he's going through at this point in time. For I, sure. I also really like, I thought about this during this episode, the Boba Fett we know is pre-Mandalorian. The Boba Fett we know is yes. Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, um, and, and Holiday Special. Masked Boba. Yeah. And this one is taking this point in time in his life and and giving a narrative and storying it for us um mm-hmm. and 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 i think that it's not like we're fi- i like that we're not finding out too much of his time as a bounty hunter for at least right now um yeah because because then i feel like that would offset the coolness of him then would offset kind of this more older introspective boba fett well and not for nothing but we just watched a show about a bounty hunter in mandalorian yeah uh-huh so like it would be Similar, yeah. Um, I mean, he might not find Grogu, but like it, you know. I'm okay with this when I think about the fact that like that's that kind of episode to episode, like mission to mission. Granted, he wasn't just bounty hunting the whole time, but we did just watch that, so I'm okay (laughs) with this taking a slightly different tone and different note. All right. So should we let's go through the episode again? This is episode three of the Book of Robert Fettuccini. And yeah, on is, the street where you live. I mean, sorry, on the streets of Mos Espa. On the streets. The, sorry, the streets of Mos Espa. Um, okay. <laughs> so um, let's start from the very beginning. Um, Are we starting with the weird spider droid? Because that yes. thing was weird. Yeah. So we have a brain walker um, who was seen originally in The Return of the Jedi. Um, oh, I did not know that. Yes. Dang it. Uh, and then um, 8D8, the... Yes. The uh, droid um, is briefs Boba Fett and Fennec about the businesses that were under the protection in, on his Google map hologram. Yeah, <laughs> a nice. It was it was good. It was like exposition. Yeah, with Boy. with yeah, but like sneaked in there. Yeah. Oh, good. I loved it. I watched that scene like three times just to get a take it all. And they in. talked really. He talked really slowly to make sure we were on. Totally. They yeah. know what was happening. Okay. So there's that whole bit between like uh, he doesn't say Jabba's name. Am I, I? Do you think I'll be offended? All that stuff, which is fine. Um, that was a a little bit of that was a little weird. Um, again, that shows kind of Boba. I don't really. I'm having a hard time reconciling this Boba Fett with the mystery of Boba Fett from Empire Strikes Are Back. Are you? And Return of the Jedi. What do you mean? I mean that like I'm finding him less interesting the more I know about him, <laughs> about Robert Fettuccini. But I'm enjoying yeah. the show. <laughs> I'm enjoying the show as a Star Wars show, if that makes sense. Because yeah. Quite frankly, Robert Fettuccini is not the most charismatic character on his own show. I agree. I'm just dying at your name. Um yeah, no, I agree. Um I don't know. I mean, it's it's sort of good. Like it, this is the latest we've ever seen him. So, I'm okay with just age being the mystery that no, like it it can't be the way it was because he's older now. I mean, he's got back to the help, but like I guess I'm just leaning into the fact that him being older, um, just uh, I don't know, 
we I can't expect only so much. I, I'm okay with like as he get in his older age, he starts to look back on his life and he gets more, you know, sentimental and he gets more soft. Uh, that's why that's where I'm justifying all of it. Sure, I I, I understand that. Um, uh, I'm I'm we'll get into a little bit more of that stuff, but I do want to take one second. Uh, I found the tweet. It is by oh, good. Joni Ja Brony. <laughs> Don't you Brony? We love you. Tweeted us. Um, Boba Fett. Pod. She says Boba Fett is short for Robert Fettuccini, and then she <laughs> follows it up with, "Do you think Robert will see this?" Um, shout out to everybody else who ever tweeted Robert Fettuccini. We are all funny and sexy, I assume. Um, oh God! Uh, but the it origi- sounds like it's a character from Ratatouille. Yeah, but the original or another tweet that that one came from is from Wigu W I G U, where Boba Fett's full name is Robert Fettuccini. Um, Hysterical. those make me laugh. Okay. So sorry. I just want to give them cred, but back, no, no, to, they deserve cred. back to the episode. Um, uh, so what we find out is that after the sail barge disaster, and that's referencing return of the Jedi when, uh, princess Leia, yes. um, chokes Jabba the Hutt with his chain, uh, with her chain. This is the, the yacht thing. Yes. Uh, the pleasure yacht. I call it a pleasure yacht, but it's a sail cruise. Or yeah. Okay, when Boba Fett okay. goes into oh, the pleasure into yacht. Into the pit. Into the yeah. Sarlacc pit. Okay. So yeah. Bib Fortuna took over. Bib Fortuna, again, uh, is the one that Boba Fett kills um, at the end of Mandalorian Season 2 in the tag. Yeah. He's... He's a he's an insult to the Twi'lek name. Let's just say he's disgusting. <laughs> um, so when he took over for Jabba, um, Mos Espa was divided among three families. And as a reminder, Mos Espa is featured in the Phantom Menace. That's where like the pod racing happens and all of that stuff. Mm. Um, and where Wado. Phantom is. Menace, aka Taxes, the movie. <laughs> hey, I like Phantom <laughs> Menace. <laughs> oh God! Um, Go on. Uh, okay, so we find out that the 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 Trandoshans took the city center. Trandoshan is that reptile type character. Um, if you know Empire Strikes Back well, it's Bosk, the bounty hunter. Yes, uh, we've seen, which is mentioned in Solo. Yes, uh, we've also seen some Trandoshans already in the, in the book of I Boba say, Fett. Who is mentioned in Solo? Yes, yes, um, uh, and then the Aqualish took the workers district um aqualish uh they are um kind of like baboon looking um creatures with like walrusy yeah walrusy the most famous one from the movies um is a panda baba uh who is who um, uh at in the cantina uh luke cuts his arm off yes um and then uh, the Clatoonians took over the starport and the upper sprawl. Um, those were seen on Jabba's barge. Um, they kind of look like bulldog men. Uh, and they have they, the underbite, like, like my yeah, dog. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm glad you did an underbite so all of our podcasters and listeners can see yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> this is not a visual media, but I'm doing an underbite right now. Um, cool. So we got a lot of good downloads there, which was really interesting. I, I love that stuff. Yeah. And everyone's waiting to see what kind of leader Boba Fett will be. And we are too. Yeah, absolutely. Dude. So we're to assume that all of these groups made uneasy alliances so that Bib Fortuna could like work with them all and keep his control, his title and tribute. Um, Yeah. uh, We also find out that 
Bib had been lining the pockets of the mayor. Um, and they, again, Joanna mentioned what kind of um, leader they will be. And then uh, the mayor has no power. So they're wondering who actually has the power behind him. And the conclusion that yeah. they come to is it's probably the huts. The huts are probably like working with him at this point. Yeah. Um, Fennec Shand thinks that she should ask around. And, and Robert Fettuccini says, maybe we should wait about it. Um did you like that scene? What did you think of that scene? I thought it was good. I mean, it's sort of repeating what we already know, which is them blundering around being like, who is responsible for the assassins? What What could this be? We got to decide. We got to figure it out. So it was kind of more of the same, but I did like, um, I don't know if you've gotten into when Lorth Appeal comes in, but I did I did like the download we got as to, Sort of just putting it in time after Bib Fortuna. Yeah, and sure. how it was divided. So we cool. see the players. <laughs> um, yes. And then, yeah, great segue. Next, Lortha Peel shows up, played by the always miraculous Stephen Root. He's what do you wa- know him from? Just asking you. What do I know him from? Yeah. Because when I saw him, I, I thought of one thing and then, or then, well, two things. What'd you I think assume, of? I assume one of the things he thought of was office space. That was my second one. My first one was Barry because I watched that more. more oh, sure, sure, Barry. He's also in Justified. If you've watched Justified, he's in oh, everything. Oh, I haven't. Okay, um, he's great. Great. So he's a watermonger in the water district. Essentially, he's selling the water that he gets from like the vapor farmers and the moisture farmers um, in the area. Um, and Peel explains to him that like nobody respects uh, uh, Robert Fettuccini and. Um, uh, he takes offense to it, like that he takes offense, that Lortha takes offense to the fact that Boba is uh, being, you know, disrespected. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> he basically says that water has been been stolen from him by these uh, by these teens who have droid parts to enhance them. We'll get to them. The teen posse. Oh, I have written down... Um, the, oh, the, no, what did you name them? The the techno team, the techno teens. Oh, okay. okay. And um, ha, did you ever watch the Nickelodeon show Rocket Power? I sure did once. Yeah, they're Rocket Power. Um, I I want to say one thing about this scene with with Stephen Root. Um, I first of all, when they mentioned that this gang, which maybe you're about to say, but when this gang has, they are all sort of enhanced with droid parts. Yeah. Uh huh. I did immediately think of Maul. I know I'm, it doesn't matter. He's gone. Mm-hmm. But like, I did think of Maul because Maul was sort of using some creepy legs for a while. Uh, one. And two, we are reminded again that Tatooine, Tatooine was once covered in water. Yeah. Um, second time. Yeah. I think that's, <laughs> I think that's important. Uh, I think it all comes back to the Fremen. I mean, the Tusken Raiders. I just think they're reminding us of that. I mean, not only does it kind of correlate to Boba's past no. coming from Camino, but uh, yeah, just saying. Go on. Yeah, I, I think that since he grew up on the water planet of Camino, uh, I think like the juxtaposition of that, like his life started in this like water based place, and he's come to a place where like water used to be and is now a desert yeah, landscape like in his total, later years. Right. I think that's really what interesting. Could have been. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And yeah. and I don't and and obviously like Robert Rodriguez and the director and all of the you know producers and stuff like clearly have that in mind. Yes. 
Totally. Okay, sorry to interrupt you. Go on. No, no, it's okay. So then we, uh, he basically says he'll double um, his, uh, he'll double his tribute if he helps him with the, if, if Robert Fettuccini helps Peel with this. Um, so he's like, sure, I'll help, I'll help you. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, great. And then. So when we see this gang. Yes. I need to know your immediate thoughts. I will tell you mine. Mine were <laughs> one. Is that Eric Von Denton? Because it really looked like Eric Von Denton. If you don't know who that is, Brian, it's from Brink, the Disney Channel original movie. I thought it was Eric Von Denton, but also he was just giving me like Hogwarts vibes because he was, for some reason, his little tunic thing had like a uh, collar that looked like a a tie on a white shirt. So I was just getting a lot of just funny vibes from that tall white boy who looked like Eric Von Denton. Sure. Um, and I also have to mention, I was already thinking about Harry Potter because the episode starts with 88 saying like, he whose name we will not say. Oh, definitely. <laughs> you shall not be named. Totally. So I just want to say that for my Harry Potter fans. Go on. I will also. What did you think when you saw this, this gang? I thought, oh, they look like, it looks like a Disney channel gang. Yeah. Or like teens of Titan or like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, What's that? Yeah, Teen, Teen Titans? Well, I don't know. It just, yeah, funny gang. Funny Disney gang. Funny Disney gang. Um, and then, uh, wait, Teens of Titan would be like a uh, a prequel to like Thanos. Like Thanos is a teen. That's what I was wondering. Doesn't that exist though? Not uh, not in that context, I, I, but I, isn't there a Teens of Titan show or like I mean, Teen, teen Titans? T- teen Titans is totally different. Teen Titans oh, is okay. like... Robin and Beast Boy and and Star, you know. Oh, like but that. it does. That's what I was wondering. There's a yeah, show yeah. called Teen Titans. Okay, yes, got yes. it. Got it. Um, okay, so then that night they basically go into Mos Espa and they recruit um, the cybernetic, uh, the what we'll call them the uh, the rocket power kids, the techno teens. And they're not intimidated by Boba Fett at all. Let's just say, like mm-hmm. nobody is intimidated by him. No. This has to change. Um, or does yeah. it? I don't know. Uh, I mean, he'd like it for it to change. And the lead female's name is Drash. Um, and I like that Boba Fett takes his helmet off to offer them the job, um, that he's serious, that he wants to show his face and things like that. And I think Drash is in the comics. I don't, I don't read the comics, but I read something that mentioned comic with her. Oh, cool. Uh, so, yeah. For comics fans out there, I'm sure you know more than we do, but yeah. Uh, and then we get the intro. I find it very and, – and then, and then um, actually before the intro, Steven Root comes out. He's mad and, and Boba Fett's basically like, like, you're ripping people off. Here's you know 500 credits instead of 1,300 credits. Um, deal with it. Um, yes. So uh, yeah, well – and then that was left at that. Um, and then we get that great shot after the title card um, with like the creature – getting eaten by a creature and then you never realize but there was the third creature there that eats the creature that ate the creature and I thought it was cool like um like Sim- symbolic maybe too yeah symbolic but also reminded me specifically of the sequence in the phantom menace where they're underwater going uh, uh leaving now na- uh oh with um with jar jar yeah they're underwater they're they're heading back to naboo or the the theed the palace uh, and like the one monster eats the other monster eats the other monster. Yes. Sea monster. Yes. Yeah. Totally. That was okay. cool. That's cool. So now we get to the flashbacks. 
Um, back to the Bacta. <laughs> back to the Bacta. The Bacta, not so safe anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, we get, we get the flashbacks again. We're brought to in an, in an extended version of what we've seen before. Um, we see uh, more Camino flashbacks again. We see the same thing with Django Fett, his father, leaving in 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 the ship. And mm-hmm. uh, and then him kind of lingering and watching it. What does this mean? Is there is this supposed to be more about the father connection? I, I'm wondering what more they want to explore there. It's very interesting. Yeah, they played a lot. Mm-hmm. They're connecting that a lot. Yeah, I wonder. I can't if imagine they, why. I wonder if they bring it up just for the reasons that we talked about the water, like versus the desert. Um, that juxtaposition. I don't know. I think it has to do more with like your fam- the family of it. Like I-, I don't know. I mean, they're dri- they're really driving home his solid his like solid uh, solitary life and him being a- sort of this abandonment stuff. And Maybe. I mean, I don't know how that factors in, but that- that's it- there's a theme for sure. They yeah. played those clips a lot. Yeah. Okay. So. He says goodbye to the Tuscan Raiders, uh, and he takes uh, Bantha all the way to oh, Mos God. Eisley. When he's in Mos Eisley, we get uh, our first uh, really fun uh, two Easter eggs really there. And what are they? So the first Easter egg that we get there, which was very, very fun, is uh, that we see Pelimoto played by Amy yeah. Sedaris in the background with her pitch Who I'm still saying is going to show up. And this is a, when I saw this, I squealed because I was like, oh, where's Amy? She's um, down around the corner. I, I also don't think that was actually her. <laughs> I'm uh, sure it was a stunt double. No, no, it was, no, I don't see her. But <laughs> I'm right. saying when I saw Mo, Pelimoto or whatever, Melo, Molo, mm-hmm. Pelimoto, I was like, oh, Amy Sedaris might come up in some totally. episode anyway. Yes. I did say that I thought she'd show up. So her from uh, Mandalorian. Uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, we also get the um, the helmets, the Stormtrooper helmets on spikes. Mm, um, similar, I love that imagery. Yeah, me too. Similar to the ones we saw in Mandalorian. Yeah. Which awesome. I, I mean, I, I also get every time I see just the helmets alone, I just – I automatically think to the end of Clone Wars. It's like mm. – Impossible for me to forget that sure. beautiful episode. Anyway, all right. So, um, so Robert Fettuccini goes in to talk to the the Pikes, <laughs> and he basically asks them if they got his message. The sands have belonged to the Tuscans since the oceans dried. We are happy to do business with either party, but we do not want to be taken advantage of by paying protection to both. I'm sure you understand. I will resolve this. You will not hear from the Nikto Senriders again. We look forward to our partnership. When they basically tell him that they did, but they're not paying them, essentially what he tells them is that they're not paying two groups of people. They're going to pay one group of people. And whether it's either going to be the Tuscan Raiders or the biker gang, that we know that Boba Fett beat up in the in the most recent the episode. Kintan Striders. Yes. Um, so um, Boba Fett said he's going to handle it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he gets back to the Tuscan Raider camp, and they've all been murdered. Um, all of our favorite okay. Tuscans were killed. Can we, can we first of all protect the Banthas? Protect the Banthas. Why must I see dead Banthas? 
Number two, can you take better care of your bantha when you are just wrapping a string around a pole when, <laughs> like, for anyone to take? I mean, it's like lightsabers. Just have a grip wrist loop to keep them on. With your speeders, lock them up. Maybe they won't get stolen. With your banthas, use some sort of device i don't know but anyway i mean maybe not many people know how to use a bantha so they're or ride once so they're like i'm not gonna try that like t- i don't want your slow bantha i imagine the lightsaber i imagine the lightsaber with like a rope uh like um yeah like like a like when you're playing like a, with a wii a wii controller yeah 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 or like your your apple tv remote when you have the optional loop that no one really uses because when am i going to walk around my house with the remote hanging off my wrist wait you have an op you have a optional yes uh, wait yes. really yeah it's in the skin oh, this, god sounds disgusting no like the cover for your apple remote i don't do you have one we no. have a cover like a skin okay so it's like a skin um, basically what iPhones or, um, iPods used to have, like just that rubber silicone skin. So there's this little place where it also comes with a little cable that you can loop around similar to, to the Wii controller. Um, or if you don't know what that is to like, uh, if you have a phone with like a, a, um, dangling bracelet, hmm. fun beaded thing. Anyway. So yeah, I'm like, can't you just attach one of those things to the lightsaber? But but you'd assume I, I, that the I don't know. You'd assume that the Jedi would know if someone was like sneaking up on them to grab it. No, these things are falling down shoots and going everywhere. <laughs> I don't know how they get them back. I fair, don't want to know. I'm just saying it's ridiculous. Anyway, so okay, so this camp really has been decimated. Now this is, if I'm not mistaken, and correct me if I'm wrong, this is his like group of the tribe. Correct? Yes, yes, because they because showed... we see necklace, yeah. like the head guy. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't see dreads. She's not I, there. I, I didn't see dreads either, so I, I don't I I'm don't wondering know. if they leave, like, they purposely are leaving some characters still on in, in play, like they were out doing yeah, something. Yeah, maybe. Um, but that is really sad, and that, I'm assuming, is now, like, what we're taking away is, like, okay, he's got motivation now. Like, this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. This is getting out of hand. Right? Yeah. Also, he finds the symbol of that biker gang there. Mm-hmm. So here's my theory. The biker gang didn't kill them. The Pikes did it. Oh, and left the symbol? My theory is that the Pikes killed the Tuscan Raiders while he was there. They surprised them. They killed them and then put the um, that... Uh, mark on the tent so that they could start some infighting between them so that they don't have mm. to pay anybody because they'll kill everybody all of them ever. That's a great a theory, Brian. That's a great theory. I didn't think of that. One, because everyone's on rocky ground like at all times. And I'm sorry to talk about Solo again, but we knew this for Solo. Like everyone is very eggshelly around these groups because you just want to stay in good terms. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to like, and it's the same with Godfather. Like you just don't want to like disturb the very precarious balance between these families. But also, I I seriously, I don't mean to come at the Kinton Striders, but like there's like seven of them that we know of and Boba took them all and took their Striders um, or whatever, speeders. And also like they those Tuscans are fierce 
warriors. So yeah. I wonder how many I just of them don't, there are. I think the pikes overall. are the only pe- – yeah, there could be more. You're right. But still, those Tuscans are really good. <coughs> I, I feel like it had to have been something overwhelming like the pikes um, yeah. with more machines. Well, my thought for the Pikes also is that that would help it relate back to what we're doing now. If Boba Fett like ends up finding out that the Pikes actually did that, or maybe he knows already and will find out in those flashbacks at some point, that would fuel a lot of his anger or whatever it is, like, and why he he's even more willing to pick a fight with the Pikes. Because totally. the big reveal in this episode, which we'll get to, is that the pikes are lining the pockets of the mayor, and then the pikes show up on the planet, and it's and he's ready for war against the pikes because he has a. Uh, we're going to find out more about his history with the pikes. Yeah, no, that's that's a great theory, and now it's all unraveling in my head. I think you're probably right. I mean, they. I guess the red herring is that we saw the biker gang do the symbol. Um, yeah. in front of him that one time but you're right um i that, also that makes sense i also for those of you who didn't listen to our solo episode you should it's really good we go <gasps> oh, through solo yeah. um the pike syndicate which we talked a little bit about on last week's episode the pike syndicate is uh a group of uh you know pikes um what did you uh, a race what did you say last time joanna humanoid Yes. Or species, um, but they are species. humanoids, but they are a species or something. Yeah. Sure. Um, they're a criminal enterprise. Um, they oversee, at least the last we know of them, they see this oversee the spice mines of Kessel. They have a very tumultuous relationship with the other crime syndicates, uh, Crimson Dawn. Um, that's all discussed a little bit in uh, Solo. We've also seen the Pikes um, in other places like Clone Wars. Uh, as and well for those as of you who don't Bad watch Batch. Star Wars or, or Bad Bitch, for those of you who don't watch Star Wars, you'll know them by their creepy masks that look like they have like um, like, like tubes that come out of their chin that look like they're evacuating fluids from yeah. their face. And I don't think we've ever seen them without the masks until Boba Fett. Is that true? They're kind uh, of fish-like, um, spe- a fish-like species. Sorry, Who? The Pikes? No, what no, What did I no. say? Uh, Boba Fett, who? Oh, Robert Fettuccini. <laughs> right, Robert Fettuccini. <laughs> the book of Robert Fett. The book of Robert Fettuccini is actually a cookbook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 all right. Yeah, anyway, that's them. That's the Pikes. So he is, um, that's our own, that's all the flashback we get. And yes. uh, he is woken up in the back to tank by... Oh, let me let me correct me from last week. It's not Black Cranston. No. We watch these episodes. We record this right after we've seen them, guys. So we don't have any time to read theories or like read up on, you know, like fact checking. So we thought it was Black Cranston or I thought it was Black Cranston. Just oh, you, I mean just You actually Brian, You actually thought it was Black Cranston? I saw it written once and I I just saw the K and the R and the oh, Y and the T I and the you N were and I Cranston. Joke. It, oh. No, I thought it was Cranston, but it's Chrysanthemum. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. So, no, the okay, big comic book Wookiee, the Wookiee from the comic books, the bounty hunter, Chrysanthemum. Or as um, Brian calls him, Bad News Wookiee. Bad News Wookiee uh, breaks into Jabba's palace, wakes him up, um, and it's a huge fight. And let's, man, that fight was really brutal. Yeah. Boba Fett took some real hits. First like, of all, Chrysanthemum is supposed to be like, 
really good at his job. So that he he was he was a knockout. He was fantastic. And I definitely think I mean, poor Boba is just like greased down like he just got tan- go, like went to the tanning bed. But he also, I thought, got his entire spine broken. But then he moved. So, okay. so did he just I crack a- his back? Yeah, he just cracked his back. Very nice. Um, Very nice. I love so, when it happens. Know, yeah, it was, you know, it was akin to I the- I often ask someone to crack my back. It feels yeah. great. It was akin to the Spider-Man No Way Home uh, moment. Oh, yeah, totally. Right. So my question for you is- as I crack my back. Mm-hmm. What is the more naked Star Wars fight? Oh. This no. one with Robert Fettuccini in his back to trunks and uh-huh. uh back and to diaper. Chris his back to diaper and Chris Santon in just like, you know, his his like upper body armor. Or uh-huh. Jabba versus Slave Leia. <gasps> That's really hard. I mean, one was entirely nude. So I think it has to be Jabba and Slave Leia. But this one was, uh, well, you know, Jabba's skin, though, is like a layer of like 12 layers of clothing. So though he is entirely in the nude, all but his tattoo, I feel like um, this one, this one was more modest. I think the Jabba Leia one is is um is uh well i have issues with that fight in general but like yeah i think that one's probably the more nudie what about you um yeah i don't know i think it's close wait i need to take a step back do you think that if you have a tattoo that part of your body isn't naked no i was just like trying to grasp at something that was like decorating his oh, okay. physique i mean it's like not it's not anything did, okay. did he have a tattoo he did yeah, right yeah i think he does yeah, they yeah. all have something yeah yeah no, he has nothing. He's a naked slug. Um, yeah, he's a big naked slug. Barely anything. Right. Yeah. Whereas, uh, yeah, so I do, don't know. Do do grenade? Do um, does a magazine and a diaper equal uh, bikini? He also had like shoulder pad epaulets. Chrysanthemum. Oh, shoulder pad epaulets. Right, like claw epaulets. So do epaulets and a magazine and a diaper equal bikini? Yeah, I I I, th- I think the more nude fight is it's more nudie. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's is cool. the Java. No, yeah. I mean, it more it's less disgusting than than him being like lathered in oil, baby oil, um fettuccine, but like <laughs> it was very yeah, I think the the nudist one would would have to go to Leia and uh poor Leia. Sure. Poor Le- poor Carrie Fisher and poor disgusting Java. Have you ever seen Eastern Promises by chance? No, I've heard of it. Yeah, Viggo Mortensen has a full nude fight uh, in uh, oh, like a, well, a I'll sauna. I'll be watching that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, bless Viggo Mortensen. A national right. treasure. Um, okay. A, a, a Middle Earth treasure. <laughs> Middle Earth treasure. Okay, so um, they trap him in the... Uh, the the techno teens come in and try and help, and then Fennec Shand is the one who actually Fennec tra- fierce. Oh, when she throws the knife from the back half of her oh uh, yeah, gun, like the shiv her blaster yeah, that so was good. awesome. I mean, but, like first of all, though, like where is she? Because like why I thought that wasn't too. she there? Yeah, yeah, Jamie said that. We were too. all wondering that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can I just comment as the uh, aesthetics police on this episode? Yes. Her braid work is incredible. Mm, That's mm. all I want to say. Her braid work is incredible. Go on. Awesome. So they trap him in the pit. 
Yeah, in the Rancor pit, which I was very, I was also very happy that the Gamoran did not die, and that Boba Fett was like put him in the back to tank. Really appreciated the loyalty there. And honestly, I also appreciate that the Gamorreans look. I, I want to say. Uh, I don't know this for fact, but I think they're just using prosthetic like head pieces and then just like big, bigger guys, um, buff guys. I think they're using more, maybe they give them some hands, but they've, they've come a long way to dressing Gamorrean. Like, I think they're using like mostly human, um, actors. I think, I think I read this, which is, it looks great. They look great anyway. All right. (laughs) So now. They're eating a delicious spread, a spread for a crime lord. <sighs> With no water on the planet, but okay. <laughs> uh, okay, so then the Hut twins show up. And the Hut twins basically apologize for sending the assassin, meaning uh, Chrysanthemum. Mm-hmm. We They still do not admit to sending the Order of the Nightwind, the fart assassins, as we mentioned <laughs> last week. Um, and basically... Um, Mr. Fettuccini, uh, says like, you know, uh, get off this planet. Like this is mine now, like, r- r- you know, hand over, um, your actual, um, uh, like, um, territory. Your, yeah. And then they're like, well, we're leaving anyway. We were both lied to. We're going. Yeah. We're already yes. out. Yeah, we were both lied to. The person, the group that's actually lining the pockets of the mayor is the Pike Syndicate. And that's kind of the twist there. So then the Huts deliver uh, a gift to him, which is a Rancor uh, with uh, Danny Trejo, uh, a Robert uh-huh. Rodriguez regular. And then. A Robert Rodriguez they, joint? Yeah. And then they allow uh, Chrysanthemum to. Uh, stay with Robert Fettuccini and then Robert Fettuccini just lets him go because uh, he, he understands just, like, it was exit, just business. Exit stage left. Uh, um, I laughed so hard when he was just like, like, okay, ran bye. away. It was just so yeah, just funny. Like, and we just need you to just like uh, leave the shot, yeah. leave the frame and you're going, going, okay, you're out of frame. Yeah. And the, actor, and the actor was basically like, um, what's my justification for running this way? And like, uh, you just can't <laughs> follow the hus. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Is someone calling me? No, no, just just run east. Yeah. yeah, head into that sand dune. You'll be fine. You'll be yeah. fine. I mean, fair to say, huh. like, I think this all is to say we will not, this will not be the last we see of him. I, I yeah. suggest that, like, like Boba Fett's, I mean, Fettuccini's uh, kindness to him will not go unnoticed. But, like, that was, like, just exit stage left. Is that all? That's, like, trained, like, badass killer. That, okay. She's just leaving the frame. All right. (laughs) Do you think that Wookiees hate going to sand planets because it just gets all in their fur? I hate sand. It just gets everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, we need to protect. I don't know. The thing is, the Wookiees never complain about it. Only Anakin does. I mean, not that we know know of. Not that we know of. That's true. We don't really speak (laughs) language, so. Okay. So now we are in the Rancor pit with this new Rancor. We learn a couple things with Danny Trejo. Um, we learn that Rancors are emotionally complex creatures. We learn that this is a calf. Um, I just recently watched the Twilight Saga, so I understand what imprinting is. I wrote the same thing I said Twilight in my notes. Yes. Um, that I'm Rancors, proud of you, Brian. Thank you. Rancors imprint on their owners. Um, mm-hmm. 
We get a sweet, sweet reference to the Witches of Dathomir. I died. Yes. Yeah, so I almost put that in my intro. For those of you who don't know, the Witches of Dathomir are featured heavily uh, in the Clone Wars. Uh, and Dathomir is also where... Um, Savage uh, Opress. Savage Savage Opress, which is uh, um, uh, Darth Maul's brother, but also Darth Maul hail from. Uh, from and Dathomir. Ventress. And Ventress. Mm-hmm. Ventress is the... I believe Ventress is the female... Of that species, right? Yeah. They're just like the witches of Star Wars and they have lots of really crazy dark magic mm-hmm. and they can do a lot of weird stuff and they're pretty intimidating and they also like favor Sith a little bit, maybe. Yeah. Also- But um, can I make the parallel? Rancors equal pit bulls. Interesting. People have this big stigma against them because they were used so much in like dogfighting and they've they've just been treated horribly. They're like, but they are fiercely loyal, very sweet dogs. That's why they're put up for adoption so much is because people have the stigma that they're really vicious and like these very mean dogs, but they're incredible dogs. Go adopt, please. Um, That's why there's so many of them in shelters. And this was like every single thing that Danny Trejo said about this rancor. I was like, Pitbull. That's a Pitbull. This is a pro Pitbull podcast. This is a pro Pitbull show. Boba Fett loves animals. Anyway, so I just wanted to make that make that connection. So then we had that beautiful imprinting sequence um, where the Rancor's eyes focus on Robert Fettuccini and they're going to be best friends. Um, daddy, pet owner, fur daddy. So, so, <laughs> so, so, Robert Fettuccini, fur daddy. And what... <laughs> A couple things came up for, for me in that scene. One, in an episode of Bed Bitch, can you say it for me? The Bed Bitch. Uh, the Bad Batch is sent on a mission by Sid. So Bad Batch is again. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's on Disney Plus. It's a uh, it's a clone uh, TV show, um, and they are sent on a mission to save uh, a young girl. They later find out that that young girl is actually Actually, a what's it, Muji? Muji? M- Muji, uh, a ranker. Uh, and we find out at the end of the episode that Bib Fortuna is the one that sent them uh, to get it. And when Bib sees Muji, it shows a different side of Bib Fortuna, which is like a little bit more loving, a little bit more kind. My assumption is Muji um, actually, uh, a Muji imprinted on. Um, on Bib. Bib Fortuna, and uh, that's kind of what that reminded me a little bit of. And 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 no, and Sid is a trend ocean. Oh yeah, she is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, awesome. Um, did you like that scene? Did you like the rancor? Did that feel out of place? What did you think? Well, when it showed up, like on a platter, looking, I was like, oh, okay. So they're just gonna fill this pit. I loved that it was like this funny little Easter egg, or not an Easter egg, but like funny little bit that it's empty. I was like, okay, so we're just going to get a um, Rancor again. Um, but when the minute that it started, so I was like, uh, I don't really care. But the minute that we started like down in the pit with it and talking about it, I said, oh, wait, this could be really cool. And we already have seen that Boba is very kind to Banthas, though he doesn't tie them up very securely. He's very kind to Banthas. He's pretty kind to, I'm forgetting the name, but those like um, dog, dragon, reptilian things. Uh, sure, sure. The, names. the Tuscan Raider um, dogs. 
Yeah, the Tuscan Raider dogs, they have a name and I'm forgetting them, but they, like, we see that he's very kind to animals, so I'm already a fan of that. And then when he says he wants to ride it, first of all, I think that's badass. Second of all, I immediately, of course, because I like Dune, I thought of when he wants to ride the sandworm, but whatever. Um, And I thought this could be really cool. He doesn't have his, what do they call it? His litter. He doesn't have, he doesn't ride in on some plank of wood, like, the huts, but he could come in on this rancor, which would look really badass coming into town totally. in that. Um, so the, um, but the, I like this, this, this segment. I think it's going to be really interesting. Me too. Um, I, and I would love as much Danny Trejo as we can possibly get. Um, mm-hmm. uh, a couple things stood out for me in that scene. The first thing that stood out for me in, oh, oh first of all, the, the, the Tuscan dogs are massives. Oh, massive. Thank you. Okay. So the things that oh, this scene, bad. This good, good. Um, the <laughs> things that this scene brought out for me are one uh, in the Bad Batch, um, Omega rides Mochi. Uh, so yes. that's one oh, thing. Oh, I forgot that she the, does, doesn't she? The second thing, again, um, for those of you who have not watched the Bad Batch, uh, spoilers here. Um, uh, we find out that Omega is actually a direct clone of Jango Fett, so is actually like a sister of some sorts to um to Robert Fettuccini. Oh and to all the clones because they're all they're yeah but all she, Boba. Yes, or but Django. she she's a direct she's like the one yes. unaltered like true clone. Yes. Uh, but in a world from, of men that we've seen yes, yes. Omega was the first w- girl. Yes. But anyway, yeah. Uh so that's one thing that stood out. A second thing that also stood out for me is uh in that scene is that you know this whole episode we're talking about how he's not respected if he rode in on a rancor like you just said would like his status would totally change potentially yeah um and then the last thing i'll say about that is uh there were two easter eggs in there one uh they talk about feeding the rancor a ronto carcass um Mm. the ronto roasters are one of the best things to eat at galaxy's edge it's a delicious ah which you have frequented yes um and then the second thing what is it it's like a wrap or like a (laughs) yeah it's like in a pita wrap yeah it's like it's just kebab pita wrap it's really really good delicious it's one of the best things in disney to eat especially in uh, hollywood studios oh delightful the second thing is that Boba Fett makes that joke about how he's ridden something ten times bigger. Uh, that is a reference to the weird animal he rides in the holiday special where he's first introduced. Oh, I didn't see that. Okay, because mm-hmm. I you're not missing. Yeah, I read something about. Yeah. Okay, I didn't miss anything. Got cool. it. So then, yeah, that could be cool. And they're gonna get bigger too. The rancors get really big, right? Yeah. Uh huh. This is a baby, a calf. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That was, uh, that was, and again, this is one of those scenes that I loved for many reasons, but like, I felt like this, we were like right in that Star Wars world. It was great. Yeah. And I, it's just something new and we don't see anyone being kind to these animals. Like Mm -hmm. we've seen them used horribly and a beautiful, I'm assuming a real animatronic. I mean, they, that's, that's a big, a big device they used. Also. Yeah, I'm sure parts of it may or may not have been. I don't even. know. I think the at least the side and the eye. Yeah, that's yeah. Re- that, like that's that's real. But of course, the whole thing might move. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> so then we'll 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 shorten the rest of this. Um, they 
we find out that to meet the mayor, it's going to be like 20 days or two weeks or whatever he says. Um, so specific. Yeah. So then they're like, no, no, no. So they go down there. The mayor isn't there. The major domo escapes. There's this big chase scene throughout Mos Espa. And we'll, I just want to say, yeah, we'll, I'm not going to talk about Easter eggs. I'm just saying in general, like my dad, we were watching, my dad was, I was watching this again with my dad and he was like, this seems really silly. And I was like, I see why this seems silly to you. This whole chase is what he was referring to. First of all, um, since I just watched Luca, Justin and I called the speeders, which are awesome, like Vespa, hover Vespas, because <laughs> they have these awesome totally. like Power Ranger Vespas. Yes. Um, two, oh, I definitely thought Power Rangers, 100% yeah, like with those Yeah, total colors. Power Rangers. Yes. yes. Um, and the other thing, Joe, I just want to say, no Easter eggs, but the I think this is – this. This whole scene made me think of Rebels and Clone Wars because I think this is the only live action like mess up the town, the set piece of town that we've ever seen live action. Yeah, I think it's only been in Rebels and Clone Wars. We've never seen this actually done live. The the closest is the beginning of Solo when they're trying to get to the sure, but But they don't damage much. Yeah, they get stuck. It's not like this small, closed off, like yeah, not just like narrow alleys to like squeeze through. This is like running into food carts and uh, breaking up like buildings and stuff. I thought that was cool because they've never just like ruined Mm -hmm. a set before. Anyway, there's much to say here, so go on. Yeah, I'm just gonna finish that and then we'll backtrack. Okay. Okay, so they're driving through town. They finally catch him, um, and he basically admits that it's true that the mayor is working with the Pike Syndicate, and they're going to be taking over. And then we find out the Pikes have arrived, and and Boba Fett finds out uh, through one of his techno teens um, at the spaceport where they're coming off uh, the ship. And then uh, basically Fennec sh- – and then there's a weird joke about an eye that doesn't really work. And then oh, – uh, yeah. And then Fennec uh, says that they're here for war and Boba Fett's ready to go to war with them. Um, and then that's yes. where the episode ends. Um, uh, which I think that Boba Fett is, is excited to go to war with them because he either knows or hates them because of what they did to you know the Tuscan Raiders. Um, we'll find out more about that. But now I'm invested in all that stuff because the Pikes are on both sides of the yeah. storytelling narrative. If he knows it's the Pikes that did the Tuscans in, that right, way. right, right, but right. Yeah, he knows that there's this is bad, and there's so many that just showed up. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, all right, let's go back to the speeder chase. I agree with your so dad. Much. I yeah. think it was silly and slow. Yeah, and all for, okay, he's working with the Pikes. It's like all that for like this tiny bit of intel that we kind that we of already knew, knew already that just got confirmed. That's why if this is a mystery show, it's really yeah. stretching out this mystery, making it very convoluted. Um, yeah. And that's not like totally working for me. That chase was really slow. But because it was slow, we did have some amazing Easter uh, eggs. Easter eggs. Uh, or or maybe it was made to have Easter eggs. It's hard to know which came first, the Easter egg or the chase. But uh Great opportunities, but again, if you don't know, if you don't catch them, like it's it is rather silly. There's a few that like you can't help but notice, even if you don't understand what you're really seeing. Mm-hmm. You'll be like, that thing looks like C3PO or that looks like R2D2. But you know, aside from that and the cool Vespas, like you're kind of like, what is this for? So um tell so me yeah. your 
I'm assuming that you and I, we have not talked about this. I'm assuming that no. you and I have the same Easter egg that we both like absolutely loved. Okay, on the count of three. Say sure. it probably is one or two letters or words. I think it, anyway. One, two, three. Milo run fruit. Melu runs. Yeah. 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 Melu runs. The minute that he crashed into that car, I was like, Melu runs. Okay. That was the one that I did not need to look up. One of the ones I did not need to look yes. up. I was I knew that one. So those of you who don't know, Melu Run Fruit, um, they are featured heavily in Bad Batch and Rebels. Um, they are fruit that um, we have seen throughout. It is uh, Hera's favorite fruit. Um, yeah, so it, more heavily in Rebels, I think. Yeah. With, yeah. Um, Ezra goes uh, looking for some with uh, – yeah, they, they, they – Zeb, yeah. yeah. They actually feature a lot in plots. Uh, it's kind of like the – the the thing that gets them out uh, looking for things and then they get into all kinds of trouble. Um, also, did you know that there is Milo Rune, uh juice in Galaxy's Edge, but only Shut in up. Disneyland, not in Disney World? What? Yeah. First of all, why is it different? Second of all, what color is it? I got to look that up. It's like a reddish I'm orange. I'm very curious. Yeah, it looks like a, it's like a mango with spikes. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a mango-y looking fruit. Uh, so the Melu run was something that jumped out without research. And the, um, I think it's, is it like R5-D4? Um, the R2-D2, isn't that the one that like Uncle Owen almost buys or doesn't buy? Um, I mean, I don't know if that's the same droid. I, okay, I think I think there the R2-D2 looking one was something, the C-3PO, that was not C-3PO, but... Uh, my dad was like, is that, is that the, is that the annoying C-3PO? And I was like, no, but that's probably supposed to at least encourage that thought. Um, what, what's your next one that you have Your other, another one? Um, briefly before it's destroyed and run, run into, uh, we see the picture of Jabba in Jabba's palace. Um, that is actually the original, um, the design, the concept art for uh return of the jedi that ralph mcquarrie drew they luke is usually in that but they obviously cut him out of that um and uh that's what we use there which was a super cool um uh easter egg it's like java and like uh salacious crumb salacious crumb the weirdest name in the world yeah that was cool um I liked oh oh my uh, my favorite one or second favorite one third favorite I don't know, some people want the biffs, um, those like butthole looking <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh. Species. The butthole mouse. Um on the on the rickshaw that Padme and Anakin ride in was it clones? Aren't they riding? I think they're riding the same rickshaw, like with that weird ant droid. Mm. Um that was a fun one. Uh yeah, I think I think that's correct. I could be yeah. wrong. I could Great. be wrong. But I, okay. I, I had the vague recollection of that. So, I mean, we come to the end of this. What are your thoughts? Do, uh, what do you, what do you, what questions do you have left over? Uh, well, yeah, what are your thoughts on this episode? I like this one a lot more. There was a lot more present tense uh, included, so I like mm-hmm. that. Um, the Pikes thing, this Pike Syndicate does interest me. There's a lot. They just they all exited that like Starliner, um, the Titanic of. Tatooine mm-hmm. um that's sort of exciting because this is it seems like there's an imminent war not just like talking about war but there might be some 
big scenes that happen um, between them. I'm happy to know, and I feel invested now in his motivation to make Tatooine better for the Tuscans. And now I see um, I'm more invested in that because we spent all this time with that part of the, like the clan and now they're gone or some of them. Um, but I still don't know. I'm so I'm assuming that's why he cares about being in charge. Cause he wants to make things better. Meaning he doesn't really care about being intimidating as long as he can have like rain. He, he's like, I can run this like a peaceful ruler. I just need to get everyone in line. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I just, to tell this story in general, like for, for Disney and for Star Wars and Lucasfilm to, um, to, to tell the story. I just want like, there's some meat that is involved. I, there has to be. And I'm just sort of still like waiting to know. I mean, I just don't think that it's just a nostalgic entertaining for people who love Star Wars show. I think they want to, they want to, reach a, a, a broader audience I feel like than that so I don't know is that do you think that's like naive or do you think that that's I'm just I'm reaching for something that that's just not how this operates or do you think that there's something still that we're waiting on yeah like I, a missing joint it's a real slow burn and Again, as I mentioned early in this episode, I don't know if it's just like lack of story or whatever. Um, I'm hoping that these last, you know, we're only in episode three of seven. So there's a lot more story to tell. That's true. Um, so I'm, and and so what's that? Four more episodes. Uh, and, and you know, we're, listen, we're also, these Star Wars shows and these Marvel shows really set us up for wanting cameos and wanting other pieces of the universe to tie in with this. And that's what we're kind of waiting for. And every week we kind of don't get it. It's disappointing, even though this week they're telling a little bit more interesting version of this story with the pikes and all of that. So, like, I guess how would you feel about this show if, like, some of the things that we're anticipating, like, you know, bringing in certain bounty hunters or other characters or or tying it in with other syndicates, like, what if that doesn't happen? I'm not saying it's not going to happen. Like, how, how does that make you feel? Do you feel like... You had this like tension throughout all these episodes because you think it's going to show up at some point and it doesn't happen. I guess what's your what's your thought? I just I I don't I don't want to get t- like you know with Spider Man here. Like I don't want to get too t- caught up in like I need characters to show up and surprise me because I do believe that this stuff needs to grab people from all all entry points into this. IP in this franchise. So I don't, I I would love to see some of the characters we've talked about, um, in even in a small, uh, you know, small quantities or large pop back in, but with reason and with like, uh, a greater purpose. Mm -hmm, And the mm -hmm. purpose is still what I'm grappling with. I mean, if it's, if, you know, we see Cad Bane, like, will that be super cool to see him in live action? Yes. Will it be super cool if we saw somebody from Crimson Dawn or some other, you know, crime syndicate that we know of? That would be super cool. But again, why? And also, because I don't want it to be unmotivated. I I know that these things are precious. And Filoni also, I think, is very precious with how he uses, you know, these things from all of the stuff that he's created, these these characters from all the stuff he's created. So I would... 
I wanted this to tie in somehow to the bed batch um, because I think the clone stuff is really interesting. And I also, as much as I don't like the newest trilogy with what we got in Mando, Bad Batch, and the fact that we're doing a show about Boba Fett, I still thought it was going to tie in to some sort of clone stuff to maybe to maybe feel make us feel better about the Palpatine stuff. Mm. But I, I don't need it to all play into that because I think that we have to start picking new stories that are not Skywalker related. Like move like this this galaxy is huge and vast. Move away from it. But I just I don't know. I I I won't be disappointed if I don't see cameos from more characters. I like the little stuff that we're getting already just from being on this the planets that we're on. I I just want to know why we're like why what's the point? That's more of what I'm gunning still for. I'm yeah. enjoying it 100%. I if I'm just like, putting my critic hat on, I'm like but why? Yeah, and I we think that I think another thing to think about for me at least is like yes, I agree with you like what's the point? Also, the reason at the end at the very last episode of Mandalorian season 2 when when Luke shows up, mm-hmm. that's the cherry on the top because they already told a really good exactly. season 2 story. We didn't need Luke to make that season better. Luke was just the cherry on top of that season. We got right. to that point and I was already engaged like this one you know, if we get a, a wild cameo at some point, like I'll be excited for that, but it won't mean as much if the story getting us there wasn't wasn't enjoyable. Of course not. Mm-hmm. A Mandalorian was cool. Not only are we, I think it's it's sowing seeds for a Mandalorian, like you know, uh, the history of Mandalorian and the siege of Mandalore. Hopefully, we're going to get a mm-hmm. lot of Mando culture, which is really fascinating. And I know that Favreau is really interested by the Mandalorian culture too. So like that all checks out, and that all is really interesting. Plus you tie in the fact of like where Luke is at this moment and a different type of Jedi than we've seen and like what it means to find a Jedi when you don't really know what they are. Cause this is so much like later and it's all legends at this point. Um, and when we're going to get Obi-Wan and Ahsoka, those things have like, actu- I mean, Obi-Wan, we know how he ends and we know how he, uh, we know a lot of his life, but there's so much t- to, to, um, to dive into with mm-hmm. the time in between that we lost track of him. So this is all very interesting. Um, but the Boba, um, I, I guess I, I, maybe I'll like it more when I, when this, all the wind is taken out of my expectations of it. But yeah, um, yeah I just hope, I don't know. I hope I'm curious what everyone else thinks. You know, I, I want to know people think comment on our stuff. Like I, I just, I'm curious how everyone else is thinking about this show. Yeah. Um, I just like watching Star Wars stuff, but I yeah. understand that it could be a little bizarre to those who don't really watch it. They're like, why is – because a lot of people jumped in at Mandalorian, and Mandalorian they glommed on to. I don't think they're glomming on the same way to Boba Fett. Sure. What, um, so how, what would you give it and, and how are you going to rank it this episode? Um, I like this one better than last – I don't want to give it like a – I think I gave it a seven last week. I don't want to give it a seven again um, – but it sort of does feel like it, it sits between a seven and an eight because it's better than last week for sure. But I still want a lot more, so I'm gonna say like seven point five or eight Melu runs. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's hard. I, I sometimes think we should we should rate these at the end of the season. Yeah, we'll um, we'll do like a but, a full season rating for sure. 
Yeah, but what about you? Or or I should just be harsher, maybe. Per no, episode. yeah, I would give it seven Melo runs. Okay, so you and you gave last week seven, so you're still mm-hmm. this is still like keeping you in the same place. All three yeah, of these episodes, maybe a seven point five, but I think seven. I enjoy them all for different reasons. Like the sequence, the 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 train sequence last week was awesome. Yeah, the train sequence is awesome. This week, the emotional stuff was better. Um, the more more present day was awesome. Um, and like just getting more characters, but yeah. Do you think I, I'm curious? A, do you think we're gonna get a fun learning how to ride a rancor montage? We're if we got a funny speeder montage, I think we're gonna get <laughs> a funny rancor montage. Like. For sure. That's a given. Well, nerds, we are one party. Regardless, join us next time as we discuss the premiere episodes of Peacemaker on HBO. Make sure to join us in the Nerdverse by following on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at the Nerdverse Pod. Be sure to blast on over and subscribe to the Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Rate and review us there. And as a new universe in a multiverse of nerd verses the reviews are super important for us so thank you so much for listening uh and uh keep popping reviews in there if you haven't yet yes please review us all of you we love to hear from you tell all your nerdy friends about us gather all your gack and follow me and you better fight as good as you talk dank <laughs> dink and flicka dink and flicka every time you yeah. say talk dank i think dink and flicka <laughs> oh man so many like uh I don't know slang dank ferric talk dank get your gack <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>